Thank you for listening to Namat's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the little country town of Brobridge, and we're sending over 30% of our kids to the Ivy League, baby. Coming here and seeing people get accepted into Stanford, Yale, Wesleyan, Princeton, it's like, dang, this is really possible. And media coming in and out, and they want to know about like the secret sauce of Chan Landry. You have no schedule. So whenever I first came here, I was like, what is this? It's not a normal school. Remember, you control your own destiny. I love you, you're out of here. He does everything to get us to college. You have to put in hours upon hours. What the hell? I have practically a whole new family. We work our asses off. It's like boot camp. Oh, we're not raising sheep here. We're raising the wolves. I am. I am. Somebody. Somebody. A lot of people had an image of the school being perfect. And it wasn't perfect. Stop. All that I care about is winning. When you were at TM Landry, did you yourself see any instances of abuse? Somebody. Somebody. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Pekovic, and this is episode number 445. Out now on digital and on demand is accepted. A documentary set in 2019 that follows four students to attend TM Landry, an unconventional prep school in rural Louisiana that made headlines for its success rate in sending its students to elite universities. Soon, this underdog story becomes a tale of deceit and mistrust as allegations of abuse are revealed. An intimate and at times shocking and often emotional journey that speaks to the pressure placed on students in America to succeed in a broken education system. Accepted also marks the feature film debut of director Dan Chen. I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Dan, I thank you so very much for your time today. Thanks so much for having me. It's really interesting. So if we just go back to, say, what, 2019, 2018, when you really started working on this documentary. So TM Landry is becoming a bit of a, a thing online, viral videos showing students opening acceptance letters to universities, like really kind of like elite schools like Harvard, et cetera. Um, but of course, like everything on the internet, there's a story behind the story, right? So I'm sure you as a filmmaker are looking at this and you're thinking, what exactly, what type of story do you think did you want to tell at that time in regards to the whole kind of TM Landry phenomenon that really kind of, gravitated you towards this little prep school in Louisiana? That's a great question. I appreciate that. You know, these viral videos are going around, right? And the jubilation in these viral acceptance videos is very real and it's very palpable. And that's why it's being shared. Uh, 
as well as, you know, kind of upending narratives and expectations around, you know, race and, and class and location, right? These students, mostly black, mostly from rural Louisiana. And so I feel like that was definitely part of it as well. I personally grew up uh, in a small town in Kansas. And although I'm not a black American student, um, I definitely connected to the idea of being an outsider of sorts, uh, growing up in a place where maybe people don't expect you to do this or that with your life. And so even before knowing the story we would ultimately get into, what I connected to was the idea of what's it like being a student that goes to a place that seems to catapult you to a totally different environment in America, right? To go from rural Louisiana to an upper crust elite Ivy League institution. And what is the process of getting there? And I knew Mm -hmm. that as you're alluding to, I knew that there would be more to the story, whether uh, it took the place of an, uh, took the form of a national scandal or simply was just, you know, sacrificing your afternoons, sacrificing your weekends in order to grind away at the ACT and to kind of not, as one of the students in the film puts it, have a normal high school experience because you're trying to catapult yourself somewhere else. And so I knew that there was something about being an outsider and and what it takes to become accepted was the core of the idea. What's really interesting about this documentary is that, you know, you're dealing with a kind of like grassroots, really kind of like from the ground up kind of like prep school, uh, essentially. Um, and it's, it's brought with... Com- brought together by these two people, Michael Landry and Tracy Landry. They're a couple. They have this enormous success rate. It was like at the time it was like 100% of like all their students going to this elite university. Um, you reach out to them, I'm sure. What's their reaction to you, you know, this uh, filmmaker looking into going into their world, which I'm sure is being, you know, carefully constructed around their own vision and their own personality and you yourself being an insider. Was it harder first for them to, you know, have someone else come in and kind of like have, kind of soak in what they had or were they more than willing to, to continue with all their kind of uh, notoriety and the, all the um, eyeballs shown on them? Um, and they were like, yeah, sure, let's do a documentary. I'm sure that we can, uh, you know, make um, some more um, gold out of the hay that we got here. My feeling is, uh, first of all, my producer, Jason Y. Lee, he was he was the one who um, first called the school. He went to the school's website, saw the phone number, and it went straight to Mike Landry's cell phone. Mm. And I know at the time they were fielding so many uh, interview requests, uh, news crews wanting to come and visit and be like, what's the story here? And so you know, on some level, it felt like maybe we were just one in a long line of media crews coming in to visit the school. Although I do believe we were pretty upfront in the beginning, like, hey, uh, we would love to come visit for a week or so. And, you know, you can let us know how this feels. And at the same time, we will also uh, decide ourselves whether or not we feel like we can find a story here and tell a story here. And so we set up this exploratory trip. And a lot of the footage in the film is from that exploratory trip. And my feeling is that he felt like maybe we weren't, weren't going to stay for the entire year, that maybe mm. we would come in, we would tell a story, it would be great, it would drum up support for the school, and then we would leave. And over the course of the school year, we would keep on arranging visits to come back. And over the months, I started to get the feeling like he, he was like, why are you still coming here? Like, are you trying to find something? Are you trying to dig for something? And we would always be like, no, honestly, we're trying to do what we set out to do, which was follow the journey 
of these new students through their school year, you know, the ups and the lows as well. But our relationship with, with the Landry's definitely started getting strained the longer we were there and the more pressure and the more, um, the more pressure we were starting to see the students go through. And obviously there was an aspect of the school that was hidden from us that maybe the Landry's felt like were harder to hide the longer we were there. And, and we never were looking to pry. We were never looking to do a takedown. We just wanted to see it, what it was really like to the students' eyes. And so it definitely became strained the longer we were there. I'm curious, what were your first impressions when you went to TM Landry? Because from what I can see from the documentary, it's essentially like a big warehouse where these kids are kind of like um, a place. It's not like a traditional kind of building with different floors. It's such like a huge warehouse. I think at the time there was maybe 200 students or so from K to 12. What was your impressions mm-hmm. when you got there and you first stepped inside TM Landry? I'm, just, I'm curious about the, that uh, on your perspective. You know, we might have been framed uh, really well by Mike Landry, but when I walk in, I kind of feel like, wow, this is a true underdog story. You know, this this school does not look like any school I've ever seen. It was a former machine shop, I believe. And so you walk in, there's a few uh, rooms, and then you walk into the back and there's this giant warehouse space. And um, it's totally open. And there's like a classroom in that corner and a classroom in that corner, and there's no walls between any of this. And it was honestly hard for me to discern what the structure was. You know, you see a little bit in the film of like, wait, is this ninth grade? No, no, that's 10th grade. No, Mm -hmm. we're meeting over here today. And today we're going to do Chinese. So you guys learn that. But tomorrow we're just going to do ACT. And, and it was kind of like this mystery of like, what, what is happening? And is it all organized in, you know, the mind of, of Mike Landry? And uh, it was kind of just a mystery and, and, it, and it felt scrappy and it felt exciting in a way. And um, yeah, we were just there to witness it. So essentially the film follows four students out of like those couple hundred. So you have Alicia, Adia, Isaac and Kathy. Mm. Did you know uh, as you started filming that those would be the four that you would like be focusing more on others or does that kind of happen in post where their story is going to stand out more than anyone else's? You know, there's kind of a long funneling process. Um, When we first came to the school, we interviewed every single member of the next class. So I believe we interviewed around 15 students. And we do that because we kind of don't know who's going to connect to us, who we're going to connect to, who we're going to have access to, because you might film one student and they talk to their parents and they say, hey, I'm not doing this anymore, which I think did happen. We were like, totally fine. Yeah. You don't want to be a part of this. We understand it's, it's funny to have a documentary crew visit you constantly for your school year. And so we understand that. So I do remember that the four students that ultimately ended up being in the film did make an impression on us. We were interested in continuing to follow them, continuing to ask them how their school year was going. Um, but I also think that we followed more students that ended up being in the film. I believe we probably spent a a substantial amount of time with around seven or eight students. And then in the editing process, you kind of hone in on who has a unique path that contrasts to the other students' paths. And we definitely wanted to make sure we were having multiple points of view, you know, whether they felt positively about this aspect of the school or they felt negatively about this side of the school. And so ultimately we narrowed it down to the four, both for narrative conciseness and also for to have a variety of opinions. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 
80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you will love. The pressures that these students faced was just incredible. I mean, there are some stories, I think it was with um, Kathy, where she was like um, not only a student, but she was essentially like the the breadwinner for her family as well. And not only that, she had, I think, both siblings um, had with really kind of severe uh, physical and uh, mental uh, uh, disabilities, which is something that I could relate to. My sister, myself, my own mm. sister, has very severe physical and mental um, uh, disabilities as well. So I understand mm. what that is like. But for her to be in a position to try to get into a great university, to study the way that Mike wants her to study on top of being a breadwinner as well, is kind of incredible. When you see that kind of pressure that they, uh, that pressure cooker situation that they are under, um, is it surprising to you that eventually that something was just going to, you know, just, just snap? Because it just seemed to me that this was just like the perfect conditions for something to really to just really give because the viral videos are great and all, and the celebration and adulation is awesome. But, you know, things like that, you know, they're not real. They're not tangible. What she's gone through, that's real and that's tangible. And to see, like, what she went through in the – and everything else at the end of it, I think it was just kind of not only incredible, but at the same time, very kind of, um, well, I sort of wouldn't say the word depressing, but really kind of like a reality check for a lot of people uh, at, at that time. I, I think especially for myself watching it, I'm just like, wow, you know, you know, I've never, even the stuff that I've gone through with my own sister, I've never gone through anything quite like that. And that's quite quite a story in its own right. No, and thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm glad you pointed out Kathy, just because I feel like, you know, her story is very compelling and, and her resilience as a person and her frankness as a person, her sense of humor is yeah. um, one of the highlights of making the film and getting to meet her for me. And I also feel like, she, you know, she points to a very important uh, question of a, why do people seek out elite institutions? And the answer is because it seems like uh, there could be very well opportunities hidden behind those gates. And if you can get in through those gates, you can now access opportunities that might change the entire course of you and your family's life. And so it was important for us to highlight the very important economic um, aspirations of these kids. You know, Kathy's very practical about why she wants to go to the school. It's to provide a better life for her family. Uh, For other students, there's definitely that aspect as well. And maybe there's also an aspect of uh, feeling socially accepted at TM Landry or 
getting to fulfill an aspiration or a curiosity versus I think Kathy very much was thinking about this practically. How can I take care of my family? And then as far as, you know, the, the next part of your question, it definitely felt like something was inevitably going to happen. And I, and I don't think we predicted what did happen in the film with the New York Times visiting and, and writing an expose about what was going on at the school. But you're right. Like it is an intense pressure to both go to a kind of internet famous school that's famous for sending its kids to Ivy league elite institutions and to be the kid following that up and also have, you know, the opportunity to change your entire family's lives on your shoulders and through kind of the magnetic leadership of one man who promises that he can get you that there was definitely, that was always at the core of the film. And, even though we couldn't predict what ultimately happened, we just knew that something interesting and worthwhile and meaningful would be found if we followed the story. That something was that 2018 New York Times article in you know, allegations of abuse sent in, and uh, Mike, you know, kind of fudging the kind of like the numbers and such to, to make you know Tim Landry look better than it, than it actually was. But you yourself, as a documentarian, you're there. You essentially you have to follow the story, right? And so there's a there's a twist to the story. You're following it. You yourself, as a as a young filmmaker, your first time doing this feature film debut. When this happens, are you actually questioning yourself as to whether you wanted to go ahead and go down this avenue? Was this something that felt like maybe it was like too much for you at the time, or were you aware that this is what you do? You have to roll with the punches. You have to go where the story is. And so be it, if it's different at the end, maybe it might have been the outcome that anyone thought it would have been, but, you know, wherever it goes, then that's where you're going to go along with it. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because the truth is when we first set out to do it, I was in a headspace that I actually felt was very similar to the TM Landry uh, mindset, which is you're an underdog, do whatever it takes to achieve your dreams or achieve your goal. And there was alignment with what the students were going through. From my perspective was, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to do the best I can. I want to do it justice. And if that means, you know, sleeping four hours every night because we're trying to get as much footage as we can, uh, so be it. If that means grinding as hard as we feel like the students were following or grinding, let's do it. But when we did find out the allegations that were outlined in the New York Times article, and we found out before the article was released because the parents and the students we had met at the school pulled us aside and said, hey, just to let you know, you know, we don't want to be a part of this documentary anymore because this mm -hmm. is the truth behind what we found at the school. I looked at my you know, fellow producers, we discussed it, and we kind of immediately were like, the people that we've met and the people that we followed, their well-beings and their and their lives are actually more important than anything we would accomplish with mm. a film. And so, and at the same time, I think Mike Landry, knowing that all of this was happening, started really closing off to us. And so we actually felt we 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 put the film down for that time being, and we said, if there's anything we can do to help, if we can contact authorities, if we can contact journalists, if we can contact lawyers let us know we would love to help. And we wrote a letter to the students that were still at the school and said, hey, it was great getting to know you. We're actually going to stop filming for now. Please keep in touch and let us know if we can do anything for you. 
It was only after the New York Times article came out that a lot of the people we had met reached out to us and said, hey, this is happening. That's happening. They're not getting this part of the story right. Or we feel like frustrated because this is now happening in our lives. It was only after that that we felt like the film is now useful again for the people we've met. And, and to tell their story will provide more clarity and more meaning and, and getting their story out there will, will ultimately be a useful thing for them. And so that was when we decided to pick the film back up and then follow it through to the end. Is T.M. Landry a lone situation? Are there other schools like this in North America that you know of that kind of maybe not with the same kind of notoriety that T.M. Landry has, but kind of like are dealing with the same kind of issues that like have people come out and, and spoken to you, said, hey, you know, this school over here is the same thing as this school over there? Or is T.M. Landry very much kind of like a, a lone situation in, in the U.S. at the moment? I can't speak in detail about other schools. I do know that people have alluded to other schools kind of being run by small teams and kind of doing whatever it takes to give their kids opportunities. Um, but I can't speak into too much detail because I, I just don't know firsthand. And with Team Landry itself, the last thing I read about them is essentially they it is still around, but it's nowhere near as big. I think they're down to like 20 students down there essentially working outside of the uh, Mike Landry's home. Is that pretty much a situation during at the moment? That's as far as I know. Yes. I know that, you know, at their peak, they were up to, you know, around 180 students. And then this happens and it knocks the population down and then COVID happens. And that also, you know, puts strain on it. So as far as I know, yes, it's, they're running uh, their school out of their house again, which is kind of where they started the school. Hmm. And um, yeah, that's where we're at right now as, as of July 2022. And what about yourself, Dan? What's happening with yourself in regards to your uh, filmmaking career? You got accepted. It's out there now. People watching it. You had great reviews for it as well. Your next, uh, are you looking into next stories now? Is uh, documentary filmmaking something that you're going to pursue? Are you looking into other avenues like feature filmmaking as well? Because I'm really curious because, you know, as a, as a first film from, a, from such a young filmmaker, it's an incredibly, incredibly well-made one. I'd like to see what's next for you on the horizon. Thank you. I appreciate that. And also, you know, compliments to the team that, that I worked with and the people that we met and offered up their stories. Uh, as far as what I'm working on, you know, I've always been interested in coming of age stories. I've always been interested in stories about outsiders, uh, whatever that means, whether it's race or class or just personality and, and how being an outsider and how to navigate society. And so I'm always on the lookout for those stories as well as developing um, my own material. And so, and, and to your question about documentary, like, absolutely. There's a, there's an authenticity uh, to documentary that I think is impossible to find in fiction. And at the same time, I have a great love for fiction and I have worked in fiction. I would love to continue working in narrative as well. And so I'm very open and I feel like the industry is open and audiences are open to, you know, whichever of these forms. So for everyone out there listening, Accepted available now on digital on demand. You can actually go to acceptedfilm.com. It's got links to where you can actually watch the movie. It's got a link to all the socials as well. There's a, uh, a Twitter and an Instagram page as well that you guys can follow. And Dan Chen, look, congratulations with this film. I mean, I think this has been a, like a really a real test for you as a young filmmaker. Um, and I think uh, you really did, you know, 
come through at the end and you made something really important for a lot of people to watch. And I think you really did the students a great service uh, at Team Landry and their parents as well. So uh, congratulations to you. And I can't wait to talk to you again and see what happens in the future, man. I think it's going to be a really bright future for you. This movie's in the, in, in the indication. Um, I, I, I like to think that uh, you're going to go up and higher and higher with your filmmaking career. So thanks very much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much, Matthew. I really appreciate that.